Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. America. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like, whatever, dude. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins America. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Wiggins America. Saturday morning here on 97.1 FM Talk. And I will be with you hosting until 8 o'clock. So I hope that you have the next two hours cleared out and you're just focused. You're just staring right at your radio because that's how good the show is today. Now, I feel like Conan O'Brien. He used to come out and say that every day. If you remember his show on TBS, he would come out and say, we have a great show. Just kidding. It's terrible. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you that, though. We do have a good show. Roy Wells is going to be with us in the second hour. I am working, as usual, last minute on getting a representative from the Convention of States to come and talk to us in the second hour, too. Uh, we'll see, last minute, whether I can pull that off, as usual, here on Wiggins America on Saturday mornings. Uh, if so, that that's going to be very, very interesting. And if not, then we're going to have them on next week. But regardless, uh, I've got an interview, sort of a segment I'm going to play back here. Earlier in the week, Mike Elam was filling in for Annie Fry, and he and I got into a discussion. I did my Wiggins America segment, which I do every day on Annie Fry's show, about the fact that <clears throat> the vaccine mandate isn't real as of yet. So at this moment, there still is nothing. And certainly on Monday, there is nothing. That could change, but the point of the discussion is the same. And I can't have that discussion any better than I did on Monday. So here it is for Monday with Mike Elam. American Media Export. Wiggins, America. All right, I'm just going to read the headline of this article and we can talk about it. Okay. From The Federalist. Looking into this over the weekend. A couple people sent it to me, too couple of uh, regular Andy Fry listeners. He has stringers now. Have uh, posted this. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah. 
Joe Biden's vaccine mandate doesn't exist. It's just a press release. What? The more you look into this, the more you find that that statement is true. There is no actual mandate. There is just press around it. So he is, as far as we can tell, and this person, Joy Pullman, wrote this article. Um, She talked to the AG, the Attorney General of Indiana. Okay. There are al- there are two dozen roughly Republican Attorney General across the country that are waiting to sue this mandate. Okay. The trouble is, and the, the, the guy from Indiana said this, there is nothing to sue because there is no mandate. Is it meaning that he's just said you should do this and there is no penalty behind it? It's yes, but it's worse than that. Uh oh. Because what he's doing is saying, I'm issuing a mandate to the public and to the press who's carrying it and talking to companies. You know, apparently over the weekend and maybe even before, he talked to the airline industry CEOs and said, Look, you need to comply with this. Well, that's why you saw a lot of problems over the weekend. We'll get to that. I think we're going to interview somebody in the two o'clock hour about Southwest stuff. But. There, yeah, the more you look into this, there actually is no law for these people to sue. So the original order was supposed to go to OSHA. He was going to have OSHA enforce Correct. this vaccine mandate. The order has not been to OSHA yet. Correct. OSHA has not received the order. And so if, yes. if OSHA doesn't receive the order, he hasn't actually issued the mandate. So his vaccine mandate is much like the mask mandate that we had before that says everyone should wear a mask. Now, I have absolutely no penalty behind this if you don't wear a mask, but I'm just going to say everyone should wear a mask. And now it's on all these companies that are going out and forcing people to get these vaccines and they're letting them go. Yes, and that speaks to the larger point of where I was heading with this is that a lot of these things, whether they be St. Louis County, whether they be the state of Illinois, school boards, you know, some of these people and entities do have authority over their little thing. Right. But most of them are bound by the Constitution. And I've the heard con- of that. Yeah. And so this is a weird test that's happening across the country to the Constitution. And part of it, when I look at it, I say, this is really horrible. And the other part I look at and I say, actually, this is very good. Because what's happening is you got people like Biden, you got people like Pritzker, who they're bound by constitution, federal at least, constitution, and some states by their own laws. Right. Well, what they're all realizing, what Biden, I think, is happening here, is that they're realizing they're trying to craft something to get around basically constitutional law on these things and they can't figure out how to do it. So they're using their compliant press to push these messages and then calling CEOs and saying, we're going to bring down a reign of terror on you. If you don't follow our mandate, well, the CEO just thinks lawsuit. They don't, they're not thinking about the constitution, right? They're thinking about money. And so they go, Oh shoot. Well, we don't want to, we don't want to lose a bunch of money over this. So they just comply. Well, that part is the disgusting part. You have people who probably, I mean, probably, they for sure know they haven't signed anything into actual law. They haven't even exi- issued an executive order. There's nothing. There's nothing to back this up. So they're doing it and then pushing basically their will down like a king instead of a president. But I think what a lot of these CEOs are seeing is if you have government contracts, what 
they are telling you from a federal standpoint is if you do not do what the president said do, we're going to withhold government contracts from you and you are no longer going to be able to bid on government contracts. And like we'll talk about the Southwest thing later, but supposedly that's part of the issue as to why Southwest said um, they had to comply because they do a lot of stuff like they fly a lot of things for the Postal Service and they also do military flights as well. And I think the CEOs are worried about how much is this going to cut from me if I lose this federal uh, money that I have coming in. So they do have a stick to pop you with, even though it may not be constitutional. And it really doesn't matter if it's constitutional or not, because it's not a law. And they haven't, to your point, Brad, they haven't run it through OSHA yet. Right now, it's just a big bully pulpit that says, do what I said or I'm going to take this money from you. And that, I think, is what a lot of these CEOs are really worried about. Well, you're right. I mean, it is ultimately all about the money at that level. It is. But as far as the American people go, there's no real law. There's no right. real law for any of this stuff and any of it that was happening within the first 30 days of executive orders that were based on emergency orders. Well, guess what? 30 days was about a year and a half ago. <laughs> and so none of this stuff stands up in court for very long if it goes to court. That's the problem is that it's taking so long to get some of this stuff through the court system. But here, but that's what I'm saying is so gross is that Biden, <clears throat> he's not just calling Southwest or whoever and saying, hey, I've issued a, ma- a, a mandate or, or I'm going to take away your government contracts. Right. He's talking to the press and talking to the whole world as if he's issued a law. He has issued no such law. No- nothing exists. I mean, that was almost a month ago that he said that. All he has to do is is lay it out there. And then to your point, let the press go back and lay in all the fear mongering on top of it that says, if you don't do this, there's going to be a big penalty. Mm-hmm. And then you have the, the blue states that are going to play along. For example, my company is headquartered in uh, East Peoria, Illinois. One of the things that my company is worried about right now is what is the state of Illinois going to do to us if we do not do something with any of these mandates that are coming down? So we're trying to figure out how do we navigate all this stuff without having to pay some sort of big penalty? But that's one of the things, to your point, our attorneys have been looking at and they're going, well, at the moment, I think we're good. I don't see a stick that they can use, but it is the state of Illinois, the Wiggins land, as I referred to it. <laughs> there you, you go. Yeah, so, you. so there you go. Um, but there's stuff that happens over there that doesn't seem to need to be constitutional. They just go ahead and break out the stick anyway. And if you survive it, you're able to sue later to get there. Exactly. And that, yeah, because you have unlimited resources for the government, they can do whatever they want exactly. in, any, in any time they want. So that's, what's so gross about it is you have, what we're seeing is a dramatic expansion of basically executive branches, whether they be federal or statewide, that are supposed to be. This is part of why we have a balance of powers is exactly what we're seeing happening right now should not be happening. And so when I say this is so gross to watch, on one hand, that's true. On the other We're in the midst of it right now, but I think on the other side of this thing, you're going to see that the Constitution actually has stood up and it's taking time because the cogs of the wheel are just so darn slow. And yes, like you said, like Pritzker can just say tomorrow, boom, we're going to come after you and sue you. Right. And we're going we're gonna to use our unlimited money to go after your limited money just to force you to do what we want, which is disgusting. But in the end, what you're going to see is 
that the Constitution and a lot of these state constitutions have stood up to those, those tests. In the meantime, you have dictators abusing them. But on the other side of this thing, I think you're going to see the Constitution win out. Well, and I think to your point, Mark Cox was bringing up this exact same point this morning from this exact same chair that I'm sitting in. So I'm, I'm trying to leverage off the wisdom okay. that Mark left here earlier today. But it is just like the mask mandate that Sam Page is trying to say is going on in St. Louis County. There is no mask mandate in St. Louis County right now. You do not have to wear a mask. You're welcome to if you want to, but you do not have to wear a mask in St. Louis County right now. But the impression is that you do. The impression is that it is in effect when it is not. And, Mike, it's because they keep using these words. Right. They're, they're choosing those words in particular to make you think something that doesn't exist does. And that's the word mandate. Exactly. It come, hey, look, if I'm a government official and I say the word mandate, that means it's law. We're enforcing it. They're lying. They those, are. Those things are not real. Sam Page is using that word incorrectly on purpose to deceive people. Joe Biden is doing the same thing nationally. So last year in St. Charles County, we were the only county in the metro area who did not have a mask mandate. And people used to reach out all the time and they just rake Steve Elman over the coals of being, why won't you do a mask mandate? Everybody else had a mask mandate. But when you looked into the mandate, there were no teeth there. What was the penalty that you had to pay for not wearing a mask? Zip. There was nothing. There was, there was no enforcement to where police could actually arrest you or do anything to you. There was no monetary penalty that you would have to pay. There was no jail time that you would have to pay. It was basically the, them saying, we want you to wear a mask. So we're going to call it a mandate, and we're going to go from there. Exactly. So you have people like our own Attorney General, Eric Schmidt, waiting to file a lawsuit. Can't do anything. <laughs> you got to wait till they actually break the law. What does he know? Wiggins, America. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Hey, let me set you up with a whole bunch of just promo stuff first. So coming up in the next segment, Trisha Siekman's going to join us for one segment to talk about whatever. I love the segments with her because I never know where they're going to go, and she's really sarcastic, and so am I. And we end up just basically verbally fighting each other the whole time to see who can get the best jokes in. That'll be next here on Wiggins America. Also in the next hour, starting at 7 o'clock, Roy Wells is going to join us for a segment. We're going to talk a little bit of entertainment and... In the last segment of the 7 o'clock hour, if you can stick around the whole time. If you're in your car, just leave it on, right? Uh, but if you want to set the appointment, <clears throat> really interesting interview, I think, that we're going to have 
with Pacific Legal Foundation. If you're wondering why we're seeing so many more lawsuits against, so how do I frame this? They're racial lawsuits, but they're not what you'd expect. They're basically <clears throat> racist policies from the federal or state governments. This one specifically, we're going to talk about Colorado has a PPP-like program to help businesses that are in need during COVID, and they favor, they, they I shouldn't say they favor, they discriminate against white people because they're white. So there's a lot of lawsuits about this stuff going on at all levels, and we're going to talk through that at the end of the 7 o'clock hour. Interesting conversation. Looking forward to that. But in the meantime, like I said, we're basically just doing promos here, okay, for Wiggins America and for my stuff uh, one of those, though, is for the couple of articles that I wrote. You ever seen What About Bob? I feel like when I talk about articles, it's like, what about Bob? And I'm going, I, I sail. I'm a sailor. I sail now. <laughs> you know that scene? This is me saying, I'm a writer. I write. I write articles now. And uh, so I do that a couple times a week here at 97.1. They're all at 971talk.com. That's where you can stream the station anytime and, and see the articles, too. We have lots of other articles, but... I write now, and you know, um, I like to highlight those, of course, because they're mine. One of them from earlier this week, I is okay. So, have you noticed that the mainstream news since roughly mid-August has kind of turned on Biden? And when I say kind of, I mean a little bit. They're not really going after him, but they're not protecting him in the same way that they were. The article is all about that subject in general, which is, I think, just a product of the time. And the overall sentiment that I'm trying to convey in that article, which I say much better in the article because I had time to write it, is that there's a number of reasons why you're seeing mainstream news, particularly CNN, but also Chuck Todd, Meet the Press, people like that, um, not necessarily run coverage for Biden like they usually do or for Democrats in general. And... The surface level reasons are, A, Afghanistan kind of opened that door. Nobody could deny the travesty that was Afghanistan. Then second, um, there really is just nothing else to talk about. Like the, the policy failures of the Biden administration and news stations that focus on politics, mostly like CNN, like Fox News, there's, there's nothing else to cover because Republicans don't have control of any branch of Congress right now or the White House. So they can't blame Republicans. They try, but they can't really blame Republicans for things. Chuck Schumer's doing it. The news isn't doing it as much because they know it just can't. The average person knows. Look, if you don't have control of the, of the White House or of the Senate or of the House, you can't walk around blaming Republicans for not being able to pass a $3.5 trillion spending bill. It just doesn't work. So... That's all there, but ultimately, and it's affecting people's pocketbook stuff. You know, like they they will attack Biden, but they don't directly tie it to Biden on gas prices and inflation. They won't really talk much about the border or about much bigger issues facing our country. They will affect, you know, they will talk about the things that affect your pocketbook, though. And all of that is to say that the overall sentiment of the article, the thesis of the article, is that they're really only doing it for timing. Right now, it doesn't cost mainstream journalists anything to criticize Biden. It just makes them look like they're fair. They can look back and go, well, we criticized him. Well, yeah, right now, there's not even an election near at all. This is the perfect time to criticize your side. Fox News will do it to Republicans. Fox News will do it to Republicans in general. I do have to give them that. But 
<clears throat> this time, the, the first year of a president's presidency, there's really nothing to lose because midterms are still a year away. A presidential election is still three years away. So this is a safe time to do that. The other article that I have briefly want to mention because it's actually the, the first one. I'm not saying don't read the first one. But I am saying definitely read the second one. It's up at 971talk.com right now. It's on the homepage, so it's really easy to find. It's called There's an Amendment for That. And it really is just an excuse to focus on the Bill of Rights in particular and all of the amendments in general. There's 27 of them, but the Bill of Rights, the first 10, those are the ones that are the most time-tested. We know those the best. It's a focus on the Bill of Rights, but it's done so in a creative way that's act that's like a, an infomercial. It's like you're reading the script for an infomercial, but it's explaining, you have a Bill of Rights. You can use this. There's an amendment for that. Like the crowd would, you'd say, well, here's an issue that's facing America. And you'd have the, the big X go across the screen. And then, but wait, there's an amendment for that. It's a really creative read, but it's also very informative. And it addresses several issues that we're facing right now. The one that I thought was so poignant is the whole, you know, Nancy Pelosi saying, yeah, we're absolutely going to look into your bank accounts if you move if you move any money over six hundred dollars. That is illegal, according to and I don't have the article up right now, which is why I should have. I think it's the sixth. It's either the fourth or sixth amendment that talks about illegal searches, illegal search and seizure. You've heard that phrase before. That's illegal. You can't do that. You can't warrant without a warrant search somebody's bank account. It is illegal to do that according to our own Bill of Rights. There's an amendment for that. So check that out at 971talk.com. I think it's highly entertaining and highly informative at the same time. And when those two things meet, you get good articles and good radio. So let's switch really quick here before we get into some real content in the next hour and with Trisha Seekman coming to the studio next to the last person on earth. The last. Where is everybody? The last. last. It's not the end of the world. There's all the time I need and all the time I want. The last person on earth. I miss the noise, you know? I thought it was going to be alone again. There's time now. Yeah, this is a thing we do, or I do, here on Wiggins America. We talk about entertainment very, very specifically. We talk about post-apocalyptic movies. And even narrowing it down further than that, we talk about last man or last person on Earth movies. I'm obsessed with that genre, and so I don't know why that is, but I'm bringing it to you. And anytime we talk about this, I say it, you know, do it in different segments. So if this is the first time you've heard it because you only listen to the 6 o'clock hour, we've done this for a couple weeks now in the 7 o'clock hour. And I open the invitation to you and say, reach out to me, suggest a movie that has some sort of post-apocalyptic or especially last man on earth element. And here are the criteria. If it hits any one of these three things, recommend it to me. I'll review it and share it on the radio next week. So first, it has to, criteria A, you have to be the last person on earth. Either you think so as the audience or the person in the movie thinks so or a TV show. Criteria B, they have to be the last person or capable person of the human race. So even if it's not Earth, right? Because some people, some of these movies take place in space or other dimensions and stuff. You have to think that they're the last capable member of the human race. Criteria C is very different. A and B are kind of similar. Criteria C is empty city. Some sort of environment where there should be plenty or at least some people 
but for a mysterious reason that may be unknown, there are none. The movie that you recommended to me last week, Book of Eli. Yes, I have seen Book of Eli, and it is reviewed. And we've also done I Am Legend. We've done Omega Man now. We've done a couple others. I'm going to have to aggregate these into a website and just send you there at some point. We're working on that. Book of Eli, unfortunately, does not hit any one of those criteria. It is a post-apocalyptic movie, gets a zero on the last person on Earth scale, but it does get a general entertainment value of four out of five stars, in my opinion. Really, really great movie. If you've seen it, you remember the ending because it just, whoa, that's a a huge, that's a surprising ending. It, It shocks you, and that's the part you remember. And it's really, really cool. Denzel Washington, of course. I won't tell you the ending if you haven't seen it, but do see the movie because it's one of those that will stick with you. However, on rewatch, which I did to review it, once you know the ending, not as fun. So I recommend the movie if you've seen Book of Eli. Uh, don't watch it again, but if you haven't, do see it. Give me your movie suggestion. I want to hear it. I want to review it next week here on the show at Radio Wiggins on Twitter or look me up on Facebook. Just type in Ryan Wiggins. You'll find me. More Wiggins America coming up next. 971 FM Talk. Thank you for tuning in this morning. Just about the end of the 6 o'clock hour heading into 7 o'clock, which means it's still pretty early, and that means that I grabbed Trisha again. I I try to do this once a week. Grab Trisha Siegman, bring her into the studio, don't warn her about what we're going to talk about, and then we just see what happens. It's so exciting first thing in the morning. They make great segments, though. I think some of the best segments we do here Brilliant. are with Trisha Siegman. Thank you. I do, too. You think that your segments are the best? Are the best segments, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. And honest and mm-hmm. humble, which are That's all things that I normally say about you even outside of this context. So I, the, the topic that I wanted to bring to you today is one that I've talked about many times this week, but I promise you it's just a lead-in, okay? Because not everybody listens to 97 100% of the time like we do. So maybe somebody didn't hear about my natural immunity test, but you've heard about it about 50 times already. Because no, keep... what, what is it? So I'm walking around just sort of blaring a megaphone about how I got tested for antibodies. And what, what did those results say? If you're above a 0.8, you're immune. If you're below a 0.8, you're not immune. And what were you, if you could remind me, because I'm, I'm having a hard time. You were fairly shy about this information. Sure, sure. I can remind you. Thank you. So just real quick, my number, again, above a 0.8, you're immune. My number was 1,314. Whoa, buddy. Unvaccinated. I'm admitting that, even though apparently I'm a pariah in society now for that. I know. That's why I put up the shield every time I see you. But that is why why you, every time I see you, you, you're walking around with a mask and you take your mask off to talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) We did just discover that out in the kitchen. Yeah. And you're doing it subconsciously. It's not on purpose. So I say that and I got that test done because I got COVID back in December and I'm obviously, the, the point of getting the vaccine is to get antibodies, right? I mean, that's why you do it. And if I've already got antibodies, and according to most doctors, natural immunity has a broader protection than the vaccine does, which is a narrower spike protein. And I'm just making this stuff up because I'm learning as we go, as, as all of America is about these terms and things that nobody ever used before. So apparently, though, I've got this very robust immunity against COVID. So I was thinking this week about just the vaccine in general. And I 
I had considered getting it early on, probably like everybody else did, because you thought, well, why not? I mean, the vaccine was created to prevent me from getting COVID. I don't want to get COVID. I'll get the vaccine. Then it became political. And then you had all these different factions of people breaking into sort of their groups and, and fighting over it. It didn't need to be that way, but here we are. And I um, had a conversation last week with Brad Young, who you know, Tricia. Mm-hmm. He is an occupational lawyer. So he knows a lot about the law when it comes to can your employer force you to do this? Can they force you to do that? How does the government play into that? We all have a lot of questions about right we now. We do. And so spending last Friday with him, not yesterday, but the week before when Annie was out, he filled in and I just co-hosted. And so we talked a lot about that stuff. Well, one of the things he brought up was why do vaccines in general, I, I specifically was asking about the COVID vaccine. But why do vaccines not have to run the warning labels that other drugs do? Because, you know, you've seen the commercials. We've all seen commercials where half of the commercial is just warnings about what the drug could do to you, even though it's trying to protect you from something else. Yeah, but for legal reasons, they have to do that. And by the end of it, it's like, well, you could lose your arm or you can maybe fix this problem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. (laughs) You're not going to get the clap, but you will lose your legs. Um, Do you need all 10 toes? Yeah. So I, but I push back on him a a little bit on that because during our conversation, and maybe this is what caused the conversation, we actually had an ad run on 97.1 in the break that was for a vaccine that did that, that did all the, now you may not want to be over 45 and taking this blah, 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 and it caused this and caused that. And I said, well, what about that thing? Because that was for a vaccine. So what he explained was, and I'm going to play a couple things for you here and just get your reaction to them. He said that for the majority of vaccines, but not all of them, there's like a pool that the government puts money into that each vaccine maker puts money into that pool. So if you have side effects from a vaccine, which are possible, you sue the government instead of the company. And then if you win that suit, you get a pool of money from the government instead. And he was talking about it in terms of other businesses. Like, could we use that model to push, you know, innovation in driverless cars and things like that? And it was an interesting discussion, but ultimately it was about something that I didn't know, that you you can't actually sue most vaccine makers. The reason for that, apparently, vaccines are so essential that the government wanted to make sure that that drug companies were willing to make them. Yeah, that they're well, and the government takes some of the risk on from yeah. the and and they're they're still apparently the, the vaccine makers are still ma- uh, paying into this thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. But Anyway, it got me thinking, and and so when I heard that ad, I said, well, then I don't get the delineation why some vaccines are are immune, to borrow the term, from lawsuits, and some are not. And th- this ad came up, I, w- I was watching streaming, and I just, not completely related to the do point. Do you watch streaming, or do you just, are you just streaming? Wait, what do you mean? It's like, I was watching streaming. Is that even correct oh, in this day and age, or were you just, like, question. streaming some television? <clears throat> I think when it's audio, you're just streaming. But I was watching a streaming network. You were watching a streaming network. So I can say I was watching streaming, right? Because I was watching a streaming network. Should I say I was watching a network? I think you were just watching TV. You think I was just streaming? You were just stre- <laughs> You were either just streaming or you were just watching. Gee, Which whiz. one is it? Man, 
Man, Sorry, if you woke me up early. Hold on. Gosh. I'll work on this Red Bull while you play this clip. Here, listen to this. Gardasil 9 is the only vaccine that helps protect adults through age 45 against certain diseases caused by HPV, including cervical, vaginal, vulvar, anal, and certain head and neck cancers, such as throat and back of mouth cancers and genital warts. Okay, so that's an ad for Gardasil 9. Okay. And that was the basically the beginning of the ad. Right. And I'm like, wait a minute now. That's a vaccine. That's a vaccine being advertised on TV that is explaining all of its problems. That's a really good point because when you started this, when we started this discussion, I was thinking, well, I've never seen a commercial for the flu vaccine. I didn't even think about Gardasil and the push for the HPV vaccinations for kids. Yeah, and apparently there are other vaccines that are advertised that you do have to disclaim on them. Huh. And this one, I, I, I well, just so kinda... far, I mean, that's it's good. Those okay. things are good to prevent. Okay, this this caught my attention. So this is same ad. Gardasil 9 doesn't protect everyone and does not treat cancer or HPV infection. Your doctor may recommend screening for certain HPV-related cancers. Women still need routine cervical cancer screenings. You shouldn't get Gardasil 9 if you've had an allergic reaction to the vaccine, its ingredients, or are allergic to yeast. Okay, don't know what that half of that means, but... <laughs> but there are exceptions to... A lot of exceptions to uh, the... the whatever it ca- it cures. So they've done enough research on this vaccine and they know that there are certain like conditions that would make this vaccine not right for right. certain individuals. Okay, so this is still basically a 60-second ad. Mm-hmm. So here's the third part. Tell your doctor if you have a weakened immune system, are pregnant, or plan to be. The most common side effects include injection site reactions, headache, fever, nausea, dizziness, tiredness, diarrhea, abdominal pain, and sore throat. So at this point, I'm like, okay, this ad is basically just disclaimer. <laughs> there's almost no actual ad for Gardasil in this, but it's not done. Here's, there's one more. Fainting can also happen after getting Gardasil 9. If you're an adult through age 45 who hasn't been vaccinated, talk to your doctor or pharmacist about your risk for certain HPV-related cancers. And Gardasil 9, help protect yourself. So as you heard, that, that ad is roughly 60 seconds, maybe a little bit longer. 10 seconds of that commercial might actually be about Gardasil 9. The rest of it is all disclaimers. Mm -hmm. And it just got me thinking, in light of the conversation that I had with Brad Young, and in general, why would the COVID vaccine be exempt from having to share those things? It's, It's way newer than all of these things, including, I'm sure, Gardasil 9. I don't know that much about it. But obviously, it's been through enough testing, and they said you have to share all the things that could go wrong if you take Gardasil 9. So it just surprises me. Are we out of the emergency status deal with the vaccine? Because I know that that was a big... I mean, I know that Pfizer ended up approving it, but I know that there was like a... Because of the crisis like deal with COVID, obviously there was a COVID crisis, the virus. Oh, was we, there? Yeah. There's a, if, and if, this is new information. I'm sorry, spoiler. There was a global pandemic so they got an they had an exception to some extent right with yes that reason but i think but have we passed that well my point like in murky waters with like well with johnson and johnson and moderna it hasn't even been approved and people say and it's true that the the pfizer vaccine technically was not approved it was it was something very very similar to it that we you know when you talk to a doctor you say well why wasn't it actually approved they say well it was the same thing that was approved. I don't know why. Why couldn't you just approve Pfizer? Why do you have to prove something similar? I don't know the answer to that question. But ultimately, 
regardless of whether it was an emergency or not, these things are super new. They haven't gone through the five to six years of testing that well, that most do. My second point here is, is, is it possible that they don't have to do this because they don't know yet? So a lot of that commercial that you just ran was things that were studied over time that they had that now they know about. Are, yes. are, we, are they not having to, which is not a good, it's not a good reason. Right. But are they not having to do this because they just don't know yet? And, and that's why I guess why I ask about the emergency status or the like urgency nature of like getting this out there. They don't know. Probably five years from now, we will see commercials like this. Well, for these vaccines. well, again, I don't know because the law may put them in that category where they don't have to run those ads. Where it, they they may be part of that pool that yes you can sue but you're suing the government. Not. So did you ever actually get any clarification on what sets this vaccine apart? No, uh, it, and nobody knows the answer to that. Huh. And just because like what you were saying, some of it's still under emergency use, some of it's not. Well, that means we have two case studies, and neither one of them are being advertised the disclaimers, right? Mm-hmm. So it, none of it makes any sense, and all of that to me is fine. If it's a choice, if it's still your personal choice to take it, all of that is completely fine to me. Do your research. Hopefully, the powers that be are giving you good data on it and saying, here it is, you make your mind up. But that's the whole point, is that it's not voluntary anymore. It's mandatory. Mm -hmm. And I hear ads like that, and I go, well, why did that have to go through this whole process and I'm sure people have been sick and have died from HPV, I guess, is what... Yeah, I mean, HPV is just not as... I mean, it is obviously What is HPV? Enough. It's usually sexually transmitted, I believe. Um, I don't know. The, the cases I've heard about have been sexually transmitted and in nature and affects women more and can lead to ovarian cancer. It's human papillon virus, I think. Oh, uh, okay, okay. It's... it's transmittable person to person i have a confession to make that really the reason that i wanted to do this whole segment was to, make was to just about yeah no yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm leaving <laughs> was to uh no i heard that ad and it just it it made me it laugh was. because i'm like this is just disclaimers what like there's there's nothing in here other than disclaimers but i it made me think of an old sketch that i did and so this is completely self-indulgent that i used to be in a like sketch so comedy many things. yes of course i used to be in a sketch comedy group when i was just out of college in my 20s and we did an ad that was like that but it was to cure buyer's remorse mm. and i thought this is a pretty good sketch and it never really got a whole lot of attention so i'm gonna play it at the, at the very okay. end of our okay. hour here, so we're getting ready to wrap up the hour. I'm going to play the uh, sketch sketch for you. If you want to see the whole thing, you can go to YouTube. I think it's still up there, and you type in "It's not a book," all one word, and it'll come up. So, here you go. Wow, Wiggins, America. What was I thinking? You don't have to be in bondage to your poor purchase decisions anymore. Introducing the first and only drug. Proven to eliminate the effects of buyer's remorse. Ah, Procura. Procura is an inhibitor proven to decrease post-purchase rationalization. Although most users show no ill effects from the drug, some of those tested still felt some shame for acquisitions made impulsively and without peer consultation. No more refunds, no more receipts. Just impulse buying. 
with no regrets. It's good to be me again. Thanks, Procura. That was not a good purchase. But now, it doesn't have to be. Ah, Procura. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 